Hello everyone and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast. This is just Mark at the top of the show again, um, asking you to rate and review the podcast on whatever app it is uh, that you listen to on. It really seems to be helping the show, the numbers have been growing really well lately. Um, so thanks to everyone who's listened from the start, but if you're brand new, thank you so much to you for coming on and listening to me drivel on. Uh, unfortunately this week I forgot to do my due diligence and didn't actually chase up the, um, didn't remind the person who I was recording with that we were doing an episode this week and, uh, unfortunately they forgot and, uh, weren't able to do it. So this week I'm on my own, so it's not following the usual format, um, there aren't the questions at the beginning, um, it's just me rambling on a little bit, um, but I do talk about the movie, um, The Haunting, and, um, hopefully it'll be a good enough episode for you, um, for you, and if not, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Um, so yeah, before we get into this episode, the last thing to remember is, if you need to find something on Wikipedia... A little song will help you get there. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast where each week I would usually talk to a guest about their history with horror movies and a movie of their choice with a couple of fun questions at the end creating a delightful horror sandwich. However, this week unfortunately my guest was not able to make it last minute so I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to try and run through the movie that we were going to talk about. I don't know what that's going to be like while I'm doing it on my own so we'll have to see. And I was thinking about you know, doing my questions, but A, I haven't prepped the answers really for it, and B, I was really hoping to save that for a 100th episode, so what I'm going to do is just talk about a couple of the movies that I've seen recently, do that, and then we'll get into the um, the sort of, so this is your bread part, this is your initial bread part. So this week I watched a movie Freaky, which is a 2020 horror movie, which is basically like a Freaky Friday movie starring uh, Vince Vaughn. And it's quite interesting because it's um, it's like in the vein of Happy Death Day, which is not the same concept, but it's like following these sort of what you might call comedy concepts, um, you know, like repeating the same day over and over. And um, obviously with this one, this one's a body swap sort of thing. So it's like a Freaky Friday. Um, so it's quite interesting to see that happen. And Vince Vaughn, for the most part, um, plays himself as a girl and it it's not a bad movie actually overall some of the kills are fine um like i say i quite liked that format of movie i could have lived without vince vaughn's portrayal of a girl because he's just sort of playing it like um this is what a girl's like instead of being like what the character of the girl is like which is i thought a bit frustrating but overall, it doesn't doesn't matter. It's fun. It moves at a decent pace. The sort of supporting characters are, are quite fun as well. And like I say, it moves at a pretty good pace. So you sort of, you end up getting there really at the end. I also um, 
watch The Fly again. Um, I don't want to go too much into that one, but what I will say is it really holds up as much as I remember it holding up. I ended up going down a bit of a uh, rabbit hole of watching people react to watching that for the first time. I'm not only a reaction videos kind of guy, but um, in this particular case, you know, I did enjoy that. I don't know why. But yeah, um, I definitely want to do that on the podcast soon because I think it really holds up as a horror movie and it's got more heart to it than I remember as well. Um, and it it just works. It just works as a good movie. I think there's a deeper meaning under there, but um, I think I'd need someone smarter than me on the podcast to um, work that out. <laughs> also, what I did watch is Midsommar. It's rare watching a film that you come away from it going, uh, you know, like, what did I just watch? Uh, this movie kind of does that. Is that a? It sort of it isn't. It isn't a horror movie. Um, I'm not even sure if it lands in the category of horror movies. I think it does, based on um, the director and the company. But yeah, again, it's probably one that I want to save for the podcast. But what I will say is, it's a really, really jarring movie. It it leaves you feeling sort of yeah, like I say, jarring. Really, is the is the best best thing that i can say about it um it's, it's it's rare that i can watch a movie and come away sort of totally like unopinionated about it it's like i liked it i enjoyed the tension of it i'm not really sure what was going on um, but yeah the only thing about that movie is it's just a little a hair too long probably um but, but that's not too bad uh, what else have I watched? Um, I started watching a movie called The Shed. I actually haven't finished that, but so far it's been really enjoyable. That's not really very interesting, is it, to tell you about a film that I've only partly watched? Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. And I've got quite a few movies, uh, you know, set up to go along the way. Um, I have been watching Saw for the next episode of this, but I won't say any more about that because... Uh, like I say, we're doing the next episode on Saw, so I want to sort of leave any opinions about that alone. Yeah, so that is the initial slice of bread in this um, horror sandwich that I'm making on my own. A sandwich just for me, as it were. I'm not quite sure what I'm having in said sandwich. I don't know. Peanut butter and jam. It's not my favourite. We'll have to save that for the actual 100 episode. I'll tell you what my favourite is then. But I do enjoy peanut butter and jam. Or peanut butter and jelly, if you're from the older Americas. Anyway, so let's get into the movie, which is uh, The Haunting from 1999, um, directed by Jeanne de Bont, Jeanne de Bont, um, starring Liam Neeson as David Morrow, Lily Taylor as Nell, or she's not just Nell in this, though, she's also Eleanor. <laughs> Crikey. Yeah. Um, and she gets referred to as both things in the film. So you might find when I'm doing my plot rundown that I say Nell and Eleanor, but um, you will find that, um, that I do swap between the two quite often, but it is that same character. Uh, we've got Owen Wilson as Luke and Catherine Zeta-Jones as Theo. Uh, this was budgeted at $80 million. And boxed office at $180.2 million. So it did really well. The movie itself is actually an adaptation of the book uh, Haunting of Hill House. 
And it is also a remake of a 1963 movie, um, which was also, I think, called The Haunting of Hill House. I don't know why they didn't call this The Haunting of Hill House. I'm sure there's an amazing reason why, but I don't know what it is. So this movie starts off uh, in, a, in an apartment and two sisters are arguing, Nell and her sister, whose name I didn't write down. Basically, you get the gist that... Um, Nell has been living in this apartment for quite some time and um, their mother has died. And it seems like the brother-in-law or her sister's husband has been left in charge of the will. And they're basically trying to kick her out. Um, well, they are trying to kick her out. They want to sell it and kick her out. They tell her, they say that she can have the crappy car, but actually what they do say is you can have the crappy car, but we'll take it off um, any profits from the sale of the home. So that's nice of them. And they're absolute arseholes, to be quite honest with you. And then before they leave, she, her sister says, why don't you um, be our maid? <laughs> she, she says, um, you've no idea how hard it is out there. Uh, apparently, Nell has had a hard time in the house, which we do get to later. The sisters leave. Basically, she kicks her out, actually. Get out of my home. Come live with us now. You have no idea how hard it is out there. No, Jane. You have no idea how hard it was in here. Um, Nell finds a necklace. Um, keep your eye out for the necklace. It comes up later. Nell then gets a phone call um, telling her to check an ad in the newspaper, which is basically about sleep research. It turns out that um, she can't sleep too well, Nell. Um just after that, we skip to uh, Dr. David, who, like I say, is played by Liam Neeson. And it turns out it's not actually going to be a sleep trial. It's a, it's a fear trial. Um, so he's going to take them there and get them to sort of be scared, I guess. Um, well, no, that is, I don't know why I'm saying I guess, because I know that that's what happens. You're bringing your insomniacs to this house under false pretenses. Because the experiment needs a credible cover story. Calling it an insomnia study allows me to create a highly suggestive environment to investigate the dynamics of fear. You don't tell the rats they're actually in a maze, Malcolm. Come on. Um, Eleanor slash Nell drives uh, to Hill House. Um the caretaker is there, Mr. Dudley, lets her in. It is a big, big house. Big kind of weird house, actually. Um, kind of looks like Wayne Manor, actually. Um, in fact, I'm not convinced that at some point it hasn't been used as Wayne Manor. We meet Mrs. Dudley, who is the wife of the caretaker. Uh, I believe she's the housekeeper. And she sort of shows her around the house. There's lots of creepy paintings and... Uh, like weird carvings and stuff all over the place. She takes it to this huge bedroom, um, which has got cherub heads everywhere, which if you don't know what they are, it's basically creepy baby angels. Mrs. Dudley gives a speech about that they'll leave before dark and nobody will, nobody will come up at night time and nobody will be able to hear you. I don't stay after dinner, not after it begins to get dark. I leave before dark comes. We live in town. Nine miles, so there won't be anyone around if you need help. We couldn't even hear you in the night. Why would we? No one could. No one lives any nearer than town. No one will come any nearer than that in the night. 
in the dark. Then uh, the second guest shows up, Theo, who is Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, Theo is shown to her room uh, and joined by Nell as well. And it turns out that um, the two rooms are attached to each other. Mrs. Dudley repeats the exact same speech she gives to um, Nell about, you know, you won't be able to... <laughs> Basically, you won't be able to leave. Nobody will hear you. All this, all this jazz. And Nell kind of repeat, repeats it while she's talking about it. Basically taking a piss. When she does this, Theo starts to undress, making Nell very uncomfortable. She knows she's making her uncomfortable. The two of them investigate the house. They find, um, they find a huge door, which is represents the gates of hell. So it has the gates of hell, purgatory, and heaven represented as part of this huge, huge stone door. And it says, all ye who stand before this door be judged. Then they find a weird mirrored carousel room. They go into this room and it's, like I say, all mirrors, carousel music. It's spinning around. It's very strange. There's a stepping stone corridor. So it's like the books are stepping stones, which is very strange. And then Owen Wilson rocks up. He doesn't do a lot. And because Dr. Morrow shows up as well with his assistant and Todd. Todd is also part of the sleep trial. They have a bit of a dinner conversation. Uh, Nell explains why she can't sleep, which is basically that she looks after her real mother and um, her mother used to sort of bang on the wall to get her attention all the time. And even now she's died, she can still hear the banging and it keeps her awake at night. Ever since I was little, I took care of my mother and and she would wake up in the middle of the night. She would bang with her cane on the wall. And it was just this relentless, it was a relentless banging all through the night. And it's weird because even though she's dead, I still hear it and I wake up. We hear about the story of who built the house, which was uh, Hugh, yeah, Hugh, Hugh Crane. Apparently he wanted children, but there were no children. He didn't have any children. But I think a lot of the townspeople's children ended up there. Anyway, uh, the doctor's assistant, Mary, goes over to like a piano, which we've seen has been slowly unscrewing and a piano wire whacks right in the old eye. Todd, who's supposed to be doing a sleep study, ends up taking uh, Mary to the hospital. So we're left with just uh, Owen Wilson, Theo and Nell, and obviously the doctor. Todd takes also the gate key as well so they can get back in, basically. Spoilers now, they do not come back. <laughs> I don't know why they don't come back, but they do not come back. Anyway, so the doctor lets slip the... Hugh Crane's wife killed herself. Um, basically, the doctor's sort of dropping this in. He drops it into sort of Owen Wilson's character to see if he'll pass it on to the other people so they can build this own their own narrative on their own. There's a weird moment when Owen Wilson's got this weird snack machine which is firing snacks into his face, which I don't don't know about. Nell can't sleep. There are these faces on the fireplace. Um, which are pretty creepy. And again, will be more creepy later. There's lots of uh, banging coming. Um, basically, it's coming from the door, uh, but Theo shouts now because she can hear the banging too. Then suddenly the bedroom becomes freezing and the door begins to rattle. Then it seems like whatever it is, is trying to get into Nell's room, but they managed to lock the door in time. Owen Wilson shows up, but there's Nell there. And it turns out, anyway, it's the pipes. 
yeah, they turn all the pipes on and the whole house starts to rattle. And admittedly, it does sound like the sounds that have been heard. So there we go. They all go back to bed. And Nell's window opens. We see something then climb under the covers like something. And it is a child's face. And it says, find us, Eleanor. There's lots of carvings rocking around the house, which are really creepy. Um, the Owen Wilson seems to be thinking that the doctor is up to something. And well, he really likes Theo. <laughs> just, going, just going back to it, the child's face bit um, where it's saying, find us, Eleanor. The CGI there is terrible, basically. That's really what I was going to go back to. But I guess the best thing for me to do is just go through this plot and save my final thoughts to the end. Um Anyway, uh, there's this huge, huge fireplace with chains. We see something, something huge, basically, like comes out of the chains. Um, Dr. Owen Wilson, check it out. Luke, by the way, his name's Luke in it. I'm sure he's got a brother called Luke Wilson. Anyway, so while they're in there, in there, a huge lion's head drops down and it turns out it's the flu from the chimney, which I think just stops it from getting blocked. But it is such a massive thing. But Nell says, no, that's not what I saw. And then they discover that somebody has painted Welcome Home, Eleanor, above the huge picture of Hugh Crane. Um, everyone starts accusing each other. It's rather bad acting at this particular point. <laughs> and then the doctor shows Eleanor this huge greenhouse, which has got this creepy bath down fountain thing. It's like a big dude in a bath. It's not actually working, but it's, um, yeah, pretty creepy to look at though. Anyway, Nell thinks she's having an adventure. That's what she says. It's an adventure. We cut back to the night and we hear more children's voices call out. Eleanor, here's, Eleanor find us is what they're saying. She follows some bloody footprints to a secret room. We see that, um, oh, one of the kids is like a CGI mirror girl. Um, and she says, look at the ledger. Anyway, we, so we find a ledger from a mill that Hugh Crane owned. And basically, there are lots and lots of child deaths. And um, yeah, everyone basically thinks that she's nuts. She 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 finds this um, ledger and shows it to Theo, at very least, who just thinks she's nuts. Um, sort of makes her go back to bed, really. Uh, while we're doing this, there's a bit of a hair scare. It sort of tries to tie Nell's hair up in sort of a weird hair design um which then we look over and see a painting of hugh's old wife and it was the same hair as her nell looks for the doctor um and while doing that she finds a recording about herself which is basically you know like oh you know she's starting to crack under the pressure sort of thing eleanor vance continues her alienation of the other subjects it remains unclear what she saw in the fireplace and whether she truly believes she did not deface the painting. Interview with Vance in Greenhouse yesterday to ascertain the extent of her self-delusion was inconclusive due to subjects' emotional instability. Owen Wilson's basically onto him at this point. He, we cut to a scene where he's going, what if he's doing something else and not what he's supposed to be doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I know how experiments work. Wait a second, hold on, hold on, Theo. 
What about all the noises in the fireplace and the painting? I think it's an old academic bait and switch where, what? where you pretend that it's a study on insomnia, but what he's really interested in is seeing our reaction to these phenomenons. He's obviously behind. No. In the greenhouse, Nell sees a hanging woman. Um, hmm. They all think she's going crazy, but she goes, I'm not going crazy. Then she finds a spooky book, which has got some fun pictures. Well, <laughs> the pictures in it of uh, Hugh Crane are hilarious. After this episode airs, I will put them, I try and put them on the Facebook group because you, <laughs> they're so good. But the pictures keep moving and they point to the fireplace. Nell investigates the fireplace and finds dem bones in there, dem human bones. And a skeleton jump does a jump scare. Uh, kids call out more and she finds a tiny little golden door. I say tiny, I mean it's the size of a woman. <laughs> but you know, like, it's not door height. It's not like six foot. It's like a sort of five foot door. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, it's tiny golden door. Apparently it smells and she can't get in. Um, and a CGI hand then throws her away. At this point, she's pretty sure that Gaines killed uh, Gaines? Crane. Uh, and you know what? I think it might be Gaines. I think I might have been saying that wrong. We're going to have to um do a quick da, 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 a quick check on that while we're here because I actually think it might be Hugh Gaines and I've been saying that wrong the whole time. Help me Wikipedia. I need your help. No it is Hugh Crane. Sorry. Yep. Crane. Yes. Well, let's see. She thinks that Crane killed the children. And again, they all think she's mad. And she thinks that she's he's still here. Anyway, uh, it does seem like Nell's starting to crack. So the doctors just reveal his, his real experiment because he's like, look, I'm sorry, I'm worried about you. You know, let's end this here because, you know, you're obviously, it's obviously affecting you worse than I expected it to. Um, and then Theo gives the doc a slap. Uh, the doctor investigates the fireplace, though, uh, just to see if he can figure something out. Um, but he can't open the grate thingy. Anyway, um, they sort of make her go to bed again, <laughs> even though she's obviously not well. We get freezy breath. Oh, freezy breath. And a dark cloud enters the room. The room ends up becoming this really evil face, uh, which is the real main, the, the, the only bit about this movie that I found particularly scary. Um, is that the room becomes this huge face. It, it's hard to explain, really, but it, it works really well. Uh, the cherub's faces on the uh, fireplace change as well, which is also pretty creepy. And we see Hugh's face at the window. Um, uh, there's lots of smashy glass, and then she gets chased. Uh, she sees a reflection in the mirror that's not her, basically. Uh, she sees a reflection in the mirror that's not her. She ends up uh, in the carousel room. Um, for some reason, her carousel room is it's not for some reason. We'll get there, don't worry. Uh, it's a basically a pregnant reflection. The thing says, welcome home, Eleanor. And they say only the doors can hold him. Uh, I tell her, like, what happens first is um, a ghost comes out of the curtain. Um, the same sort of girl ghost. And um, 
She says only the doors can hold him. Nell ends up basically suddenly in the greenhouse because she's sort of been chasing around after the play, around the place and Nell suddenly ends up in the greenhouse. And she's up high. And there's this weird iron sort of staircase going up to it, which the doc climbs up to try and get to her so she doesn't um, fall off uh, up high. Um, and the whole thing starts to break down. It's a pretty daring rescue. Um the sort of crux of this is she wants to become a ghost to try and help the ghost kids. Um, but it's like, uh, and they end up putting her back in the bedroom, the bedroom that she keeps consistently either running away from or getting attacked in, which is weird. Anyway, we cut back to the doctor in the greenhouse and he records, um, he's sort of still sort of recording the events. I can't tell here whether he's trying to keep the experiment going or... Um, um, whether he's trying to keep the experiment going or whether he gets his actions or not. Anyway, he gets attacked by the fountain. Uh, his huge hand comes out the fountain and drags him in. Um, and the fountain starts basically gushing out blood, but it does let him go. Eleanor's room starts breaking apart and trapping her in. It sort of pins us to the bed with these sort of spindly arms things that are made up as part of the bed frame. So it's a relatively scary bit. Uh, the cherub faces again sort of change again they've got a scared look on their face it's awful not awful uh, it's just weird to look at they try to get her and they do they save her yay after a sort of ghost tries to stop them um anyway they decide to leave they get outside they can't open the gate um Eleanor gets summoned back to the house or at least it seems that way um so that but while she's wandering off they decide to crash the gate it turns out it's a pretty good gate and um, they, they they don't get anywhere with it. Um, Owen Wilson gets trapped in a car. Uh, the car starts leaking petrol, but again, Eleanor is summoned back to the house. When she gets back in, the little golden door is open. It turns out to be a sort of playroom, but it also looks quite similar to um, Eleanor's bedroom back at, at home in her little flat that she loves. And it turns out she's related to Hugh Crane. She's his great-granddaughter and the children they wanted me to see this so i would know this was my home oh my god yes see carolyn was my great-great-grandmother and the children are my family this is where i belong i have to stay i'm not afraid anymore i have to stay for the children they need me um, and given this, Nell has a sudden realization of what she's got to do, and she ends up she's like proper in charge. And she's like, Come on, I'm gonna get you out of this house. But Hugh Crane won't let them leave. There's lots of smashing, and Owen Wilson gets dragged into the fireplace and he gets his uh goddamn head knocked off. She's the first actual death in this. There's <laughs> they try and basically run away, and the statue begins to move, but Nell beats the shit out of it, uh, which is quite interesting. <laughs> Uh, I was like, hey, go now. Um, let's see. We find a picture of, uh, find a picture in the house wearing the same necklace that Nell is wearing. But by this point, we already knew that she was related to him. So it was a bit of a like, sort of non, like, we already know this. Um, anyway, Nell calls out to Crane because uh, the ghosts are saying, bring him to the doors. So this big ghost missed thing comes out of it. If you remember before, I did tell you to try and remember there was these big purgatory gates of hell doors. So the ghost drives right at her um, 
it pushes her into the door, but of course the door suddenly comes to life and gives Ukraine the judging that he needs and drags him down to hell. Um, and all the kids then get freed. They go up to heaven. But fortunately, Nell has died um, and she she goes up to heaven too. The last thing, uh, we're basically the caretaker and his wife rock up back to the house and they just sort of see the damage at the gate and the fact there's only two of them left and it's just like, city people. And that is The Haunting. Um, I'm sorry that you had to listen to me basically drone through the through the plot on my own. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's obviously not going to be an incredibly long episode. But anyway, I'll just talk about it a little. Um, this movie, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to say that wasn't one of my favorite watches i didn't i didn't much enjoy the uh cgi parts of it uh unfortunately there's a reasonable amount of them that that are frustrating it's not particularly well acted considering there's some good actors in here too which is also kind of frustrating uh it's also you know it's rated a 12 so it's not particularly scary there are some like intense moments and i will say that uh like i say when um, the sort of room that she's in comes to life. That's quite actually quite scary. But overall, overall, I'm gonna in my rating system, either either created psychopath or shit. I'm gonna have to give it a shit, unfortunately, because I genuinely didn't enjoy it that much. So the last thing to do is just look on the Facebook group to see if anybody, any of you lot, said anything. Um, Jade said, anything with Catherine Zeta-Jones is a yes from me. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Uh, I don't know if that's because you find her attractive or you think she's a good actor. I mean, either way, you probably enjoy the darling buds of me. So that sort of, I feel like I need to do a horror sandwich, but I don't know what that is. All right, well, just as I basically a horror sandwich on this, um, let me just, let's just find a, any film and make it into a horror film for some reason off the top of my head i was just thinking about teen wolf which i know they made into a sort of more like adult-ish well you know obviously teen thing but you know actually actually get the teen wolf movie where it transforms into a basketball player but instead of him playing basketball he just kills an entire school of people as a werewolf that'd be interesting wouldn't it <laughs> Uh, so anyway so uh, that's a weird slice of bread basically at, at this so um yeah thanks for listening to everyone i'm sorry that this wasn't a normal episode but uh yeah don't forget to uh join the facebook group creative psychopaths i really appreciate that and you can email the podcast at creative psychopathspod at gmail.com yeah and apart from that the last thing to say is bye